Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like many of you, I do a ton of driving, which is not ideal with gas prices so high. Woody Sander Ford put me in a fuel-efficient Ford Escape that still has enough seating for Kelly and our three boys. Check them out, WoodySanderFord.com. Yep, they got them. Eddie and Rocky Show, rock out again today. Jason Williams from the InquireCincinnati.com. And as we do about this time every Tuesday, we talk to our good friend from WCPO 9 News, Tanya O'Rourke. And Tanya, we, uh, let's before we get into it, because we just wanted to talk Christmas stuff with you. But sure. before we get into that, um, and I, I think you used to, did you used to cover a little bit of sports back when you first started in that? Seems to me you did. No, I didn't, but I love sports, and I'm always willing to help out with sports. I, I love. I always tended to try to take, like, because I wasn't a sports person, sort of the newsy end of sports and interview the quarterback about why, you know, what makes you tick, things like that. Um, you interview the coaches that are new to the city, that kind of thing. So I, But I love sports. But you, you being the big Cincinnati sports. girl that you are. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, and we just heard Willie, just to not dwell on this too long, but uh, your your thoughts and uh, any remembrances that you have of Tom Browning? Well, so I think, like, so my dad worked for the Reds when I was growing up during the big Red Machine era, so that's maybe what you were thinking of. But Yeah, there, yeah that's exactly that, yeah. it. I knew there Here's was a the connection there someplace. Tom Browning, um, I, I wouldn't profess to be his buddy. We didn't, like, hang out. But I'm going to tell you that as a media person, having to reach out to a sports figure um, is daunting. Because especially, I mean, you know, especially somebody who's, who's a great. But Tom Browning never made that weird for us. If we asked for something, he said yes. If he was, I mean, I can't tell you how many charitable events I went to or yeah. emceed or was participating in some way that he was um, – he was there. He always said yes. He gave back to this community in ways that I don't think many people understand. You know, he, he was just such a kind and funny and nice guy. And for the guy who was Mr. Perfect, and he loved it. He loved being Mr. Perfect. He loved all of that. Um, and he loved being a Cincinnatian, you know, a local guy. And he just, he just took care of the community in ways that a lot of sports folks don't, you know, they don't participate. They don't give their time necessarily. Right. He did. He gave his time. Tony, you being a Cincinnatian through and through, um, he really, he, he became one of us. I mean, even though he grew up in uh, Wyoming, he, he came yeah. back here, he, he stayed here, he lived here, his house was in Northern Kentucky. Like you said, he did all these things. Do you think that is part of what really endeared us to him is that he just he yeah. met us where we're at and he became, you know, you, you know how we like our, our, our we like our own here, kind of, so sure. to speak. And he kind of became our own, even though he wasn't from here. And, you know, that's not easy to do. 
I mean, I, I've worked with people in my business who have lived here for 20 years and they still aren't considered yep. locals. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for Tom Browning, he became an adopted son of Cincinnati and greater Cincinnati, you know, living in Kentucky. He bought a bar in Northern Kentucky. You know, he, he just lived in kind of a normal life of a high profile person, but he was very much one of us. And I do think that endeared him to a lot of us because he was approachable. He was a regular guy, mm -hmm. even though he was a fantastic athlete. He didn't like, he just didn't, and I don't mean this about other athletes. I'm not trying to besmirch any athletes out there, professional or otherwise. But, you know, there is some, there's a fear sometimes of going and talking to a pro because they're, you know, they're the, who they are. Yeah. Not Tom Browning. Tom Browning was just, you just could, you wanted to sit next to him at a bar oh. or at a baseball game. You know, like when you, I used to play this game with my friends. Who is the person you would want to, like, out of anybody, go to a baseball game with and drink a beer. Tom Browning would have been on that list for me. Yep. Oh, for sure. Because he would have just been a fun guy to sit and listen to and pal around with. He was just always there. I know Steve Raleigh just was in a, did a, our meteorologist, he, um, he was at an event not that long ago where, you know, Tom was there and he was, it was a charitable event and he was just giving of his time and his name. And you know, that's, that's a lot to do. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. And for him to so willingly do it, I just think he became, he just became kind of like our pal, somebody that maybe was on the tip of our tongue all the time. But whenever you needed something from a former red, Tom Browning was the first to say, sure, I'll help you. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. talk about this. I'll, I'll come to an interview about that. I'll come to your event. He was just, he was the first in line. All right. Well, let's uh, switch gears here and talk about Christmas. Okay. Um, yeah. You ready? You guys shop, did all your shopping? You got everything done? No. I'm sure you guys have wrapped every present. You have, De you have Deb's gift yet? Card out. I well, I know what I'm getting, or I just haven't okay. obtained it yet. In three days, Bob. Yeah. Oh, I got it. It's all <laughs> mapped out up here okay. in this okay. in this noggin. Is it a supply chain issue? Um, no, it's just laziness. Um, <laughs> well, I was just checking. I well, was I would, no, I was, I was, I was really. I just got it, mine from my wife yesterday. I so. had, you know, I had the flu there for like two weeks, so I was kind of laid low. So it's, I'm trying to play catch up here. But yeah, okay, yeah, okay, that's what we're going to go with this time. Well, why not? Um, so <laughs> now, you know, your kids are scattered kind of around. So yeah. you, are you going to have, uh, is everybody kind of is coming in? And I know your husband has kids oh, and yeah. stuff, or what? what's going to happen oh, yeah. here? The family palooza actually kind of begins tonight, and it just it just it's going to go on till Sunday. I mean, through Sunday, it'll just family palooza starts now. Um, I think three kids are coming over tonight for dinner. Then tomorrow we have Festivus with my husband's family, which is hysterical, <laughs> and it's just a huge. It's hilarious. And then it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. Lunches, dinners, lunches, dinners, brunch, brunch, brunch. You know, it's just it's it's. It's great. It's a lot, I think, for everyone. But I think we all enjoy each other, so that's nice. That's fun. What about you guys? Well, have you have you got your shopping done, Tanya? I have been done for so long. It's not I even funny. <laughs> You're I, like my wife. She's like, if she's still shopping at Thanksgiving, she's freaking out. <laughs> well, so I am that dumb person. My sister and I, we go shopping the day after Thanksgiving. And now that my kids are kind of older, they you know, they just don't need as much. Like, I paid for my son's plane ticket to go to Tampa to the game 
last weekend. Oh, cool. He had his own ticket. I mean, let's be clear. He was flying Frontier with no bags at all. But <laughs> that was his birthday. Hey, and that's nice. Yeah. It's an experience, right? So he'll probably get a couple little things, but that's, that's it. You know, that's, there's just not a lot of shopping left to do these days for me. And, and it's kind of sad, but it's also kind of really nice. But I was just actually wrapping presents right before you guys called. Um, you know, just trying to get stuff done. And I'm now at the point, and I don't know if anyone else's wife is like this or anyone else. I shouldn't say just wives. I've been done for a long time. I'm just now buying stuff because I'm worried I don't have enough. Or, ooh, maybe I need to get that stocking stuffer or this or that. that is, you know, now I'm just like spending stupid money. Like, it's dumb. It's just dumb. That's just a, You sound exactly like my wife. I, mean, I don't think I have. I think I need like one or two more things. I'm like, I think you have enough. You're fine. I got even it out for this kid or that kid or this grandchild. You know, I don't think you know. a, if there's a gift count going on, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully at my kids' ages, right, in their very early 20s, they're not counting gifts anymore. They kind of exactly. get it. But you still feel like, gosh, they only have one thing to open. Maybe I should get them that stupid little, you know, and again, it goes on and on and on. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm really winding things down. I've, I'm pretty much well. That's done, why you do get on the old glide path right into a Christmas day <laughs> and on through next week. It's fun that way. Time. Yeah, it is. It's way more fun to kind of relax. Now I just got to start cooking. You know, now oh. it's like Christmas Eve we're hosting brunch, Christmas Eve night we're hosting dinner. You know, it's and it's just you know different place cards for you know different people different you know different dinner different stuff but now it's just cooking i've pretty much gotten i'm no baking i have no baking left which is great it's just cooking so Tanya. lots of like butter yes sir uh you know so many fun things to do around town is there one thing that you always make a point to do or go to event or festival I of lights or festival of lights. Yeah. yeah it's i mean it's, for me it's a festival of lights because it you know i like being outside except in the next couple of days maybe not so much uh, um yeah yeah. <laughs> so I like being outside and I like animals and, and I like, and I just think it's magical. Like just have, it's just so pretty. So I love the festival of lights. Um, I haven't gotten there yet and I'm a little nervous that this is the year I'm not going to be able to go. It's just been, it, it hasn't felt like between Chris, Thanksgiving and Christmas was really short this year. Fewer yeah, weekends like, sure. or something. Yeah. So what about you? I mean, like, I a lot of feel like my sister likes driving through those light things. That's never been my jam. I want to walk or I want to, you know, do something else. But yeah, like, you I, know, I was going to say the driving through the light thing has never been uh, that. I was never we do a big that fan. I mean, I, well, it's yeah. it's cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I no, we just pick a yeah. new neighborhood every year and find it and just go. Oh, we're talking about like comedy yeah, I know you're talking or about like Sharon Woods or yeah. something. Yeah. We actually do, do it like organic, like just through a neighborhood. Oh, that's well, what we used to do that when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. My dad would drive us around. Yeah, that's what we would do too. There was an area like. Um, north of Winton Hill, Winton Woods, that had this incredible, like, like this, the whole street was like that. And I've heard rumored that there's an area in Wyoming yes. that has incredible, like, the whole street does this stuff. I've got to find it. I don't know which one, which street it is, but I, I do love that, Jason. Like, just hey, let's just go right around and see what everyone's doing with their lights, because good light displays, that's good stuff. All right, with uh, that, Tanya, we'll let you go and I'd let you get back to the kitchen and start slaving <laughs> over some whatever it is you make for dinners and brunches these days. Yeah, everything. Hey, listen, guys, Merry Christmas. And same to Merry you. Merry Christmas to you. Year.
Take care of yourselves and have a safe and happy one to everyone listening out there, okay? We will talk to you after the first of the year. I'm sure that uh, my wife and I will be talking to you and your husband before then. I hope so. Thanks, right. T. See you, buddy. There's uh, Tanya O'Rourke. And good people. Very good people. And uh, Her husband's good people, too. Yeah, well, at, yeah, I've known Tanya for... I might have met Tanya, I'm not kidding you, before I met my wife when she was, I, 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 I don't know how, the, the, the timeline's all kind yeah. of fuzzy around that time. Well, Dev and Tanya so worked, they, they probably yeah, they worked kind for of, many years at they, CPR. They right? did come up together. Yeah, they came started. up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we check in with traffic now. What is going on? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, Cincinnati's preferred neurosurgery experts now seeing patients in Clifton, Westchester, Dayton, and Florence. Learn more at uchealth.com. You're going to be on the brakes fairly heavy, about 10 minutes worth of time. Uh, at 7175 Northbound between Burlington Pike and Kyle's Lane. It's also going to be slow. Now, if you're headed towards Dayton, this is a spot you might want to try to avoid if you're doing the drive. 75 Northbound. Approaching Austin Boulevard, about 45 minutes of stop and go with an accident. Two left lanes are blocked. Looks like a multi-vehicle accident. Stop and go from Highway 73. The right shoulder is also blocked in that area. I'm Scott Bradley for News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from a 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Clear skies 21 for tomorrow. Partly cloudy and 45. It is 43 now. News Radio 700 WLW. Ew. Oh, no. Uh, the kids caught us doing it. I guess we were too loud. Uh, we were so in the moment, we didn't notice them standing there. They were stunned. I think one of them even took a picture. Listening to 700 WLW's live stream on the iHeartRadio app may be shocking for some people, but it's the perfect way to listen to the big one wherever you are. Kids better get used to it. Because this is what mommies and daddies do. Listen to 700 WLW anywhere, anytime on the iHeartRadio radio app this report is sponsored by mattress firm and jason williams in for rocky today hey you know jason i'm not too big on the it's national so-and-so day but i just just now ran across this december 20th never heard of it is national go caroling day really i should i should know about this have you ever caroled? I have. I, you know, I was when I was with Rock while you were in Florida. I was. Uh, I talked about this. This was a tradition of, over a few years that we started doing, and then COVID happened, right? and yeah, yeah kind of. I, I I told my wife we need to do it again this year, but we had a little Christmas party last week, and uh, no one. It 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 didn't. We didn't morph into the caroling group like I thought we would. <laughs> So, not it wasn't organic. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, 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 to blame myself, I didn't actually bring it up. I had intended to, and then we just got to playing, you know, board games and right. drinking a few fun drinks. And I, I think we, you know, several of us, including McConnell, around his neighborhood, just because we had some friends that lived right down the street from him. We, yeah, we would drunkenly go over and stand in their front yard and sing. Well, yeah, you always have to have a few few yeah, drinks. Correct. And uh, that was about the size of it. Mary seriously got <laughs> together a group and had a pitch. Oh, no. A oh, pitch yeah, we've done a group. My, my wife did. She printed sheet music out and everything. We've done this about, what, four or five times. And we've done it in different neighborhoods. And once we did it in Savannah, Georgia, her sister and 
uh, brother-in-law lived there and kids. And uh, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to say it was the first time we... No, it was the second time. Um, She prints out sheet music and we start going through their neighborhood and we pick people up along the way. And we picked up a couple of characters who were, were like, yeah, I'm not sure they probably should probably they probably should be sitting at home right now because i'm not i'm not sure if they're going to be able to stay along for the entire I walk get what you're saying yeah <laughs> and they were off tune and uh well hey as you, look, you know what i mean if you're going to go caroling apparently this is your night get out there and do it national caroling day coming up here next we're going to be talking to our good friend pat brennan from the inquire cincinnati.com about uh, we'll talk a little bit about Tom Browning and also we we were going to be talking about the World Cup yesterday but that's when the Tom Browning thing broke so just uh, talk a little bit about that as he is the uh, beat guy on uh, for soccer on the Enquirer but we'll do that after the news right now News Radio seven hundred WLW news traffic and weather News Radio seven hundred WLW. Cincinnati. With Christmas less than a week away and many looking to travel, Winter Storm Elliott could be a major disruptor. With the 330 Report, I'm Sean Gallagher, breaking now. A possibly brutal bomb cyclone storm could hit the Midwest and other regions later this week during the busiest part of the holiday travel season, which could leave people stranded in airports. United Airlines is offering waivers. Chicago is a major hub for United. It's forecast to be one of the cities hit the hardest with the potential for a blizzard coming up. The waivers allow passengers to modify their travel in the Midwest, Texas, East Coast, and the Northwest, all because of bad weather. Other airlines are also issuing some waivers. The problem being flights are so full this year for Christmas and New Year's time, the changing to another flight, or if your flight is canceled, getting on another flight can be next to impossible. Alex Stone, EBC News. The Tri-State expected to see some impact from the storm. Rain Thursday becoming all snow late Thursday into Friday. And while heavy accumulation is not in the current forecast, the frigid Arctic air and high wind gusts are the biggest concerns. But temperatures dropping into these single digits and the potential for ice due to flash freezing with that dramatic fall in temperature and previously wet road conditions. Now the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, Cincinnati's preferred neurosurgery experts. Now seeing patients in Clifton, Westchester, Dayton, and Florence. Learn more at uchealth.com. It's stop and go about 12 minutes worth of time on 7175 North Palmage with Burlington Pike and Kyle's Lane. It's going to be pretty messy if you're doing the drive towards Dayton along 75 northbound. Approaching Austin Boulevard, about 40, 45 minutes of stop and go with an accident. Two left lanes and the right shoulder blocked. Here's stop and go from Highway 73, 75 south between Austin Boulevard and the Warren-Montgomery County line. That's pretty slow for a couple of minutes because of that same accident. I'm Scott Bradley from News Radio 700 WLW. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. We'll see increasing clouds as we go into tonight. The low dropping to 23, mostly sunny for your Wednesday with a high near 44. Then for Thursday, we see that rainfall begin 
and the possibility of rain mixing in as we get later into Thursday night into Friday watching that winter storm. Right now, radar is showing a mostly sunny sky and our temperature sitting at 43 degrees. News a service of BRGapartments.com. A man sitting on death row in Ohio has been granted a new trial. Elwood Jones was convicted for killing Rhoda Nathan at a Blue Ash Hotel almost 30 years ago. Judge Wendy Cross in her order said police in Blue Ash and the Hamilton County prosecutor at the time did not share key evidence with Jones's defense during his 1995 trial. Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieters expressing his disappointment with that decision while talking to Bill Cunningham. The last thing you want to have in a death penalty case is a proof issue, and we do not have a proof issue here. Nathan was beaten to death in a hotel room. Jones was an employee there. A second arrest made after a triple shooting last week in Roselawn left two teens dead. A 17-year-old boy taken into custody as 18-year-old Jalen DuBose, one of the three shot in what police say was a robbery gone wrong, has been charged in the deaths of 15-year-old Anasha Jones and 19-year-old Logan Lawson. Those two were found dead in a vehicle in Norwood while DuBose was found in Bond Hill. 700 WLW. Sports. Here's the Reds update. It's a tribute to the late Tom Browning tonight on the Reds Hot Stove League starting at 6.05 right here on 700 WLW. Among the special guests, Marty Brenneman, Barry Larkin, and Joe Oliver. College basketball tonight. Seton Hall meets Xavier in a Big East battle at Centos Center at 8.05 right here on 700 WLW. Also tonight, Alcorn State in Dayton. Elon takes on Indiana. Soccer FC Cincinnati's 2023 schedule is out. FCC will open at home for the first time ever against the Houston Dynamo Saturday, February 25th, home to Seattle on Saturday, March 11th. Hell is real, home to Columbus Saturday, May 20th. Bill Dennison, 700 WLW Sports. Final half hour trading on Wall Street. Currently, the Dow is up 139 points, the NASDAQ up 16, and the S&P is up 11 points. Our next update is at 4 o'clock. I'm Sean Gallagher, News Radio 700 WLW. 700 WLW Cincinnati. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. 700 WLW, an iHeartRadio station. This holiday season, 12 strangers. We're rocky today. As we go to the phone to get our guest on, our good friend Pat Brennan from the Cincinnati.com. A couple of things, and uh, before we get to the World Cup, and I know that's your main beat, but... Pat, you also did a little story on a couple of stories, I believe it was, but well, between the two of you, about Tom Browning. And is there anything you learned about Browning along the way other than the fact that, as everybody has testified, one of the nicest human beings to ever play that uh, that game of baseball? Yeah, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, you know, I just I don't think I realized how uh, significant that. Uh, Wrigley Field rooftop incident was to uh, the legacy of this guy and how much it it colored his personality and really endeared him yeah. to Reds fans. And it's it's nice, you know. The other thing that I love about it now, um, you know, in the moment, you know, considering he's unfortunately passed, one of the main recollections people have is this very pleasant, lighthearted hysterically just outrageous incident uh, that we could all look back on, uh, you know, in this very sad moment. And, um, yeah, I mean, think about how, how many people leave behind a story like that that kind of right. brings a little smile to your face even even as after they've passed. So just uh, an incredible legacy on the field. And, uh, wow, what a what a personality off the field. 
So, Pat, let's uh, switch over. We didn't have a chance to talk about it um, yesterday because of Brown yeah. passing, but the uh, but the World Cup and and I and I've said this to you before, and I'll say it to you again. I'm not going to pretend I'm the world's biggest soccer fan, sure. but but I'm te- <laughs> but I'm telling you that that game on Sunday, I uh, I kind of forgotten that it was on, and I was like, oh shoot, let's uh, watch the end of the World Cup game. And yeah. we put it on, and then it goes into the extra time and all this stuff that was going on. And I got to tell you, man, that was that really wrapped me up in it. And I've heard more than one quote unquote non soccer fan say, you know what? I couldn't turn it off. That's one of the most exciting things I've seen in a while. Yeah. And for a country like America, uh, that will be. Host part will be jointly hosting the World Cup in about three and a half years. Um, you couldn't have asked for a a better sales pitch to come on in and take part in the game than what we saw on Sunday. Uh, I'll tell you, it was for for kind of the contrarian crowd that just likes to dump on soccer kind of arbitrarily at times. It was a rough day for them because. <laughs> Like you said, it was uh, an incredibly entertaining game. There was star power, and, you know, we're talking about the kind of star power in Lionel Messi of Argentina that really transcends sports. You know, he's almost on a – I've I've heard non-soccer people say that he's really entered a realm now, having won the game Sunday of like a Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, just a face – that is recognizable in all corners of the globe. So Sunday's game had star power. It had incredible action and um, really a storybook ending for what I think is the the greatest player to ever play the game, certainly in modern times in, in Lionel Messi. When you look out, Pat, uh, you know, you're, you cover soccer for Cincinnati.com and the Inquirer, And when you kind of look out toward 2026 and the uh, world cup coming to America, do you do you think of this World Cup, uh, this World Cup final that we just had, as it's going to help grow the sport in America? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, there, there's no question that you know, there's always going to be a little bit of a disconnect um, for certain with, with certain aspects of what we saw on Sunday, right? So, like, the game kicked off, kicked off at a weird time uh, in a part of the world that some people probably didn't even know was hosting, was capable of hosting the World Cup. 10 a.m. kickoff for a game that's happening happening in uh, a small uh, Middle Eastern country. So um, it, it's I'm not naive to think that there are certain segments of the population that still weren't reached by this spectacle. Um, I think, again, because it's soccer, you maybe did have to kind of go looking for it a little bit or stumble into it, but um, kind of for the reasons that we already discussed, I, I do think it's it's like the perfect postcard for 2026, and now it's going to be up to, um, you know, because of the star power, because of the in-game action, just thrilling. Now it's re- the onus is really going to be on um, the people in the executive level of soccer in this country, U.S. soccer, and it, the burden will fall to local entities like FC Cincinnati to uh, kind of collectively keep pulling this thing forward and roll that momentum 
into this summer. You know, the MLS schedule came out today. It just yep. kind of – it's not that far away. It's We're not that far away from the World Cup that's going to be in this country. And uh, you don't want people to show up to that one late. You want the excitement to be there when it kicks off. So um, – but uh, but in general, Jason, I, I do think it was a really, really good advertisement for the World Cup. That's only three and a half years away, like I said. So, Pat, for people who don't know, this is, um, you know, in this uh, in this case, it was hosted by Qatar, Qatar, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, but now this is hosted by uh, North America. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's going to be we're talking games in Canada, United States, and Mexico, obviously. So we're going to be all over the place. Yeah, you know, it's. I think that that's going to be the model for uh, how the World Cup is hosted going forward. I think you're. I think we'll see less individual countries hosting it, partly because of how it went down in Qatar over the last twelve years since mm-hmm. they were awarded this World Cup. You know, a lot of people have talked about the human rights abuses that uh, took place in Qatar just to build out the infrastructure. You know, this is a this is like a city state of a country, and all eight stadiums were essentially built in the same metro area and uh there was tremendous loss of life reportedly uh to get that done to get that accomplished the thing that's great about north america is it's basically a turnkey operation all the infrastructure is built out the public transit the stadiums it's all there and yeah they're going to clean it up and spruce it up and make it look shiny and new what for this world cup coming up in three and a half years but um, between the three countries, you're having these games staged in like major, there's global kind of global cities um, that already have kind of a built-in global flair. And there's, you're not going to, it's, you know, no one's going to, the cities aren't going to bankrupt themselves putting this event on, you know, as we've seen with like Montreal, with, with different Olympics with, with over the, Olympics, the years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things that's really nice. And uh, none of these cities really have to do too, too much work relative to what we've seen in the past to, to get ready for it. So it's, um, you know, these, yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, a really special thing. There's going to be 10 matches in Mexico, 10 total matches in Canada, and all the rest of it is going to be happening. The biggest World Cup ever with the most nations, expanded tournament field, most of that will be happening right here in uh, America. So it's going to be uh, incredible. And where, where's the final, the actual final going to be? Is that known yet? Because I haven't heard that. They, Yeah, they, it, it hasn't really been announced. Um, there's a... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, the working theory is now, I think, there's a lot of smoke around Jerry World in uh, AT&T Stadium in, in the Dallas metro area. Well, Arlington, Texas. Um, it's it's pro, it's one of the bigger stadiums that will be hosting matches. Uh, you know, certainly with that scoreboard, it's one of the most technologically advanced. And there are standards you have to meet to host different different 
rounds of games. And the deeper you get into the tournament, the basically the nicer and more modern the stadium has to be. So the thought, there's a lot of talk around Jerry World hosting it, but uh, nothing official, nothing official there yet. But you can expect it will be a stadium, one of the stadiums in this country that we think of in those terms, you know, whether it's SoFi Stadium in L.A. or, you know, the stadium in Las Vegas, which Vegas. is beautiful, and, and Jerry World. So it's that caliber. But it will be in America. It will, yes. Yeah. All right. With that, Pat, we'll let you go, man. Have yourself a great holiday. Right. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, you Merry too, Christmas, guys. Happy man. holidays. Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas, buddy. Uh, Pat uh, Brennan from the Enquirer, Cincinnati.com. And that, it's one of those things. I'm, I went to one FC game, mm-hmm. and um, and I got to tell you, man, I liked it. It's you not. So I'm not going to become, you know, elbow deep and being a soccer guy, but it's exciting and it's kind of it's it's cool to watch. You kind of get into it. It's a cool it. experience. Yeah. And I, I wrote a column about this on Cincinnati.com that just you know, if you can go at least once. Yeah. Um, it's very un Cincinnati like. It's a cool experience. The energy it gets hard to describe over the radio what the energy's like in that stadium, but it's unlike any other sports experience you'll have. And it, it's Agreed. it's cool. All right, we check in with traffic now. What is going on? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, Cincinnati's preferred neurosurgery experts, now seeing patients in Clifton, Westchester, Dayton, and Florence. Learn more at uchealth.com. It's going to be a tie by 275 eastbound right after 52, about four or five minutes with uh, delay time there with an accident. You're stopping over from Kellogg Avenue. Also still a big problem by Dayton, although they have cleared this accident on 75 northbound, approaching Austin Boulevard, uh, getting around what's left of the accident. Dad, you're still stopping go in the area for about 35 minutes and it's also going to be a slow down on 471 northbound at the daniel carter bridge it's uh, got police on the scene there with an accident to maneuver around i'm scott bradley uh news radio 700 wlw the forecast from the 700 wlw weather center for tonight clear skies 21 for tomorrow partly cloudy and 45 it is 43 now news radio 700 wlw Hey kids, it's time for another story from Uncle Willie's Big Book of Great Americans. Today, Perry Spencer, who invented the microwave oven by accident. Perry was making changes to a radar Megatron when he broke for lunch. He discovered the peanut butter bar in his pocket had melted. Curious, he put an egg near the device and it exploded. His tinkering had created the microwave oven. So the next time you burn some popcorn in a microwave, thank Perry Spencer. A great American like me. You can be a great American, too. Listen to Bill Cunningham tomorrow at 12 noon on 700 WLW. Sponsored by Baxler Tractor, your Kubota headquarters. Baxler Tractor. Back with Eddie and Jason Williams in for Rocky today. Rock will be back from Boise, Idaho, I believe, sometime around the 1st of um, February. <laughs> from the, the travel plans that he had to go through to get there oh, are really? just insane. Yeah, yeah. What was uh, what happened? Just just a bunch it's, of connections? Or it, did he have it's one of those you can't delayed? get there from here. Oh, all right. You know? Right. There's no direct flights anymore. No more calm air we can go. Every little podunk town in America from CVG. Well, it's it's funny because I, I remember that 
you really, it's like you said, you could, you know, you might have to, it might be a little convoluted. You might have to go to Chicago to get to Des Moines or some such like that. But to go to uh, to Boise, man, it's, it's a little rough. <laughs> I hear it's a cool town if you, if you can it's get there. It's supposed to be beautiful. I know that. Yeah. yeah. If you can get there. So talking about out west, and, you know, we've got weather moving into our area. Yeah, so I hear. Yes. Yeah. Well, stinks. My, my son's coming down from Chicago, and it's about to hit up there. And I saw the I, – I was, I was telling my wife, I was like, him coming here, this is going to be like – Miami Beach for him because <laughs> the high up there on I forget, I forget what day it is Friday or Saturday is like three Oof. here at least it's like 12 <laughs> <laughs> I've become a wimp about the cold man I really I, uh, well when I was yeah when you're younger Last four or five years I'm just like ugh. well yeah you know, when you're younger I'm, I remember like this time of year it didn't bother me at all to walk around and um T-shirts and, and a T-shirt and jeans. I mean, I'd have on like a, you know, winter coat and stuff. But you know, I'd take go into some place and take that off and wear my T-shirt. I'd I was good to go. Ed, I was the guy. I I can never figure out like why would you want to leave Ohio? Why would you want to retire down to Florida or South Carolina? I was that guy. I was that guy. And now I understand. Now you know. And now you know. At forty-seven years old. Now I understand. Now you think uh, you think this is going to be bad here. This is out in the Denver area, I believe. Yeah, this uh, the weather moves in there on tomorrow, tomorrow night on into Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Wind chills expected to be minus thirty or below much of the state. There's a uh, one town that's on the eastern plains. Forecasted to get a wind chill of minus 52. Ouch. Basically, you get frostbite uh, if you're out there for, I don't know how many minutes. <laughs> it ain't many. It's <laughs> painful. It is. I, I, That'll I, mess you up, son. I remember when I lived in Minnesota for three years, it was an, I, I think the lowest the wind chill got was like negative 30. And I remember I had to walk outside real quick to get something out of my car. And I literally stepped out my the front door of my apartment, and you breathe through your nose, and, it, like, whatever's in your nose freezes up. Everything, you know, yeah. just knows and, and you can't right breathe. <laughs> and you can't just take a big breath because it hurt. It actually hurts to breathe deep. Yep. Ugh. I'll take the heat any day. I can handle the heat. That's just even the, Even the extreme heat. Give me that any day over the extreme cold. Bingo. Coming up here next, we're going to be talking to our good friend Jay Radliff. We talk to him usually about aviation and stuff, but we're going to have him put his other hat on and talk about day trading stocks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our guy just continues to kill it. crushes it. It's amazing. It is. We have him after the news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. 
News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Hamilton County's prosecutor angry that a death row inmate is getting a new trial. This is the 4 o'clock report. I'm Matt Reese. Breaking now. I could go on and on, and it's so frustrating. I think you can sense in my voice how frustrated we are that we can't deliver justice to this community, and in particular, this family. Joe Dieters with Bill Cunningham earlier this afternoon on the case of Elwood Jones, who has been on Ohio's death row for about three decades. He was convicted of murdering Rhoda Nathan, a guest in a Blue Ash hotel room she lit the time. Today, Hamilton County Judge Wendy Cross allowed for a new trial for Elwood Jones. It is clear that the failure to disclose the existence of relevant, exculpatory, and impeaching evidence prior to trial deprived Elwood Jones of a fair trial. The Sixth Amendment requires a new trial as the only appropriate remedy. Judge Cross, Dieters telling Cunningham they're not going to give up because he says Jones is the one who did it. I'm guessing we have 28 days to appeal and we'll, we will appeal it. I don't know what the Court of Appeals in the First District is going to do. I have no idea what they're going to do. But we're going to fight this and keep fighting it. Now we check the roads, the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, Cincinnati's preferred neurosurgery experts now seeing patients in Clifton, Westchester, Dayton, and Florence. Learn more at uchealth.com. It's going to be a jam up on 7175 northbound between Buttermilk Pike and Dixie Highway, Fort Mitchell, about 7 to 10 minutes there with stop and go from uh, 275 Erlinger Road because of that accident. And it's a tie-up with heavy traffic on 471 northbound at the Daniel Carter Bridge. Disabled vehicle on the right shoulder. I'm Scott Bradley on News Radio 700 WLW. Now, the latest forecast from the Advanced Industry Weather Center. Ever wonder what visiting the dentist without fear would feel like? Learn about the advanced industry difference at NoFearDentist.com. For tonight, fair skies, a morning low of 22. Wednesday, partly to mostly cloudy and a high of 44. At night, generally cloudy and a low of 33. Thursday, rain. Then Friday, high winds, light snow, and wind chills to 20 below. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning, Chief Meteorologist Steve Raleigh. News Radio 700 WLW. Sunshine, blue skies, 45 degrees. Our temperature in Cincinnati, you might have seen this on your phone earlier today latest now on that amber alert that was posted out of columbus police are still looking for 24 year old nala jackson whom police think may have a five month old baby with her child's twin was found in a parking lot of the dayton international airport after the car they were in was stolen the other baby is still missing Cars, a four-door black 2010 Honda Accord, no front bumper, a temporary tag, and a bumper sticker reading West Side City Toys. Teresa Thiege, formally introduced as Cincinnati's new police chief, the first woman ever to hold that position in... All life is precious, and we must work together to preserve it. Chief Fiji speaking earlier today in a news conference also attended by the city manager and the mayor of Cincinnati. Higher than average number of deer taken during the state of Ohio's extra gun weekend, ODNR. Says more than 15,000 deer were checked in last Saturday and Sunday, up from around 9,600 during last year's additional gun weekend. 
for hunting deer. Going to be wintry for sure, but Kings Island wants no part of this on Friday. Winterfest canceled Friday because of the expected wind chills and gusty winds. Kings Island's going to reopen on Monday the 26th. If you have a ticket for Friday, you can use it for any other day through New Year's Eve. The park is open uh, earlier this week, but Friday, it's closed. FC Cincinnati out with its 2023 regular season schedule. First match, February 25th at home for the first time in club history. Starts the season. It'll be against Houston. Final match also at home on October 21st against Atlanta. This will be FC's fifth season in MLS. And the team's going to be coming off its first berth in the playoffs and first playoff win. Season ticket sales available now. Single match tickets will be on sale in late January. 700 WLW Sports. Here's a Reds update. It's a tribute to the late Tom Browning tonight on the Reds Hot Stove League starting at 6.05 right here on 700 WLW. Among the special guests are Barry Larkin and Joe Oliver. College basketball tonight. Big East battle at Cintas Center. Seton Hall and Xavier. 8.05 right here on 700 WLW. Soccer FC Cincinnati's 2023 schedule is out. FCC will open at home for the first time ever against the Houston Dynamo on Saturday, February 25th. Home to Seattle on Saturday, March 11th. Away at Expansion St. Lewis on Saturday, April the 15th. Hell is real. Home to Columbus Saturday, May 20th. And at Columbus, August 20th. Bill Dennison, 700 WLW Sports. Checking Wall Street right up against the close. The Dow is up 92 points. S&P 500 up four. And the NASDAQ is up one point. 407, next news at 430. Matt Reese, News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh. Like many of you, I do a ton of driving, which is not ideal with gas prices so high. Woody Sander Ford put me in a fuel-efficient Ford Escape that still has enough seating for Kelly and our three boys. Check them out, WoodySanderFord.com. Yep, they got them. Eddie back with Jason Williams from the InquireCincinnati.com in for Rocky today. Rocky will be back after the first of the year, assuming he can, like... Find his way out of my muck, muck luck back from uh, Boise. Good luck, Rock. Uh, but wait, I, I always love talking to this guy because it, we, it, he can talk about several different topics. Most notably, we usually talk to him about aviation, but he also has a business that he's become quite adept at and is going quite well for him. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Jay Ratliff and uh, and Jay, you're. You, I, we get these, I get these notes from me all the time. I'm like, how in the world do you do that, man? Because you're day trading stocks and it's, you're, you're in, you're, you're quick in, you're quick out. And it seems like almost every day you're making some money. Well, not every day. I mean, uh, th this month I have had some losses. I mean, it's, you know, the whole idea of, of flipping stocks for quick profits, you understand that, yes, there's some gains, but, uh, there's some losses. I've, I've had 23 stocks I've engaged this month, and I've taken a $1,680 loss, a $311 loss, $150, $100 loss, and a $15 loss. So, I mean, I, I have taken losses. Now, on the other side of the ledger, of course, it's $28,000 generated in profit. But yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> on the other hand, I did see some yeah. of these numbers, too. But, you know, the, the thing is, when... 
you and I, the three of us talk about uh, using the stock market. One of the things that, that I always implore people to understand is, look, when I was in the aviation business with Northwest Airlines, the stock market was my plan B. That's what I spent a lot of years studying, working with, trying to understand. I, I mean, it wasn't something that I read a book and, and off I went. It was something that took a great deal of time. And People make mistakes today because they jump into something they don't understand, and as a result, instead of doing some paper trades where they practice for six months or a year to prove that they're as good as they think they are, uh, they jump in and do some incredibly, I don't want to say stupid things, but I can say that because I've done stupid things, uh, things that they shouldn't be doing financially, and it really puts themselves at financial risk and and I always say that because you know on the, on my uh, website jratlove.com or daytradefund.com I I've got something there that says you know the the SEC has a warning against uh, day trading if you don't have a system that you can follow uh, because there have been some horrific examples of people that have taken a lot of money that they spent a lot of years saving up and then irresponsibly jumping in saying yeah I got this and what they happens is they is don't, and they, they create don't. a lot of problems. So you just got to be very careful anytime you're talking about trading stocks. But no, when I was with Northwest, I used Comair stock 20 years ago. I'd use it for gains of 20 to 30 percent a year, and I was thinking, you know, I'd buy it, hold it for a few months, sell it, buy it, hold it for a few months. And I thought I was the greatest trader in the world. But having the money in the stock market for any extended length of time, not that, you know, eight or ten weeks at a time is a long time, but that would eat at me because I thought my money's at risk. I wish I could find a way to get in and out of a stock in a month or a week. And then I kept studying, and I thought, well, maybe I could do it in a day. And once they came out with these interday stock screeners that allowed you to monitor all the stocks that are being traded in the course of a day, which was a huge game changer 20 years ago, that's when I had the, the opportunity to say, yeah, there's a lot of stocks that move daily where I can get my money in and out of the market quickly. And most of my time is spent training my students. But, guys, this quarter, the fourth quarter in my spare time of trading, I think my portfolio with E-Trade's up 65%. So you know, during a time when the market's not exactly on fire, uh, you can still find stocks that are overreacting because the stock market's all about emotion. And when you understand that, behavioral economics – Goodness, there's some opportunities there where you can get in and out of the market, but only once you know what you're doing. Jay, when you say emotion, what do you mean by that? That you just you don't want to get married to a company or a company stock or married to like, you know, that you you made so much money on that one last week you know, that you don't you know you don't want to get too involved with it this week. Is that what you mean by emotion? Well, well, it is, and it, it, it's a little bit along with that line, but it's a lot of times the idea of, you know, my friends are telling me this is a great stop, like a cryptocurrency or something, and everybody's making money and I'm not. Well, you've got that emotion of fear of being left out and, or fear of missing out is how it's normally referred to, and you have people saying, well, even though the stock's up 613% this year, I think it could still going up, so I'm going to jump in emotionally. It's, it's, it's like people rush into the store only when the sign says prices at their all-time high, get them while you can, and people come running in to grab them. But when stocks go on sale, when they drop, what happens? The emotion. Everybody panics. 
Yep. And then they run out of the store when everything goes on sale. It's the exact opposite of what they should be doing. And, and that term of being married to a stock is one I love. Because I remember when GE stock was dropping several years ago. And people said, Jay, my gosh, this is a, a great company. And they are. And their stock has got to go up from here because it's at a 52-week low. And I've never really understood the 52-week low idea because that's that's never anything you should look at when you're looking at the value of a stock. And it kept going down and down and down and down. We had the same thing with some airline stocks and other stocks that people thought were the greatest thing in the world because it was a company they worked for or familiar with or a sector they were familiar with. And they thought, logically speaking, there's no way this stock should be trading at this when, you know, eight months ago or three years ago, it was at a much higher price. Therefore, in their reasoning, uh, it's going to go back to those levels. So let me grab on it now. In five or six years, you know, I'll be looking at 50, 80, 100 percent return on my money. Only they find out that that stock that's been dropping for all those years uh, continues to drop. And, and that's really the unfortunate thing. I, I talk with people all the time as I tell them, look, you don't need me to learn how to flip stocks. You can you can learn on your own if you put enough time in. But the thing is, when they tell me they bought a stock, I say, that's great. When are you going to sell it? And, and they look at me with this kind of look. They tilt their head like, oh, gee, I don't know. And, and if you don't know where you're going to get into a stock or where you're going to get out of a stock, to me, you're really defeating the purpose because I understand that there might be some gross stocks you throw in your portfolio from that long-term buy, hold, and pray approach and go that route, and that's fine. But the idea of grabbing a stock without having an idea of when you want to buy it or sell it, I mean, what if that stock goes up 50% in the next year and a half? Are you going to sell it then? Does it have to go up 80%? You have to sell it. But then on the, the flip side, what if it drops 10% or 15%? At what point do you, in your, in your uh, comparison there, Jason, divorce yourself from mm -hmm. that stock? But unfortunately, when the stock goes down, what happens? They buy more shares because, you know what, it's got to go up from here. And then they keep doing that over and over to now their portfolio, which should only have a small portion of that stock. Now, the majority of their portfolio is in this one stinker stock, and unfortunately, it continues to drop. Mm. But you also have the emotion of people trying to trade on news. Uh, stocks drop on financial news, uh, change of executive news. You have delisting notices when the exchange tells a company, look, your stock's under a dollar a share. you got to get it up. Uh, you need to know how to go after those stocks, stocks that are down the graded uh, business reports, you've got the loss of customer. There's all of these different variables that impact how a stock reacts. And if you've watched the market like I've done for you know, 25 years, you know what's a typical reaction on a, all of these types of news. So for me, when I sit there and watch, like I did today with three stocks, I was watching all these different stocks. There's about 15 that I liked, but there was only three that got to the point that I liked. So I jumped in, jumped out of them in an hour and a half, had $1,500 in profit. But it's a lot like if you know what you're looking for, it's a relatively easy process. Yeah. But that comes only after you've spent a great deal of time <clears throat> watching the market, learning the market. Because when somebody gets old of me and says, Jay, teach me, I, I try to find out if, if they're looking for get rich quick. Because if that's the case, I don't want to talk to you. I spent a year plus <clears throat> teaching my students. And the idea of trying to do something quick with something as immense as the stock market Right. No, that's not the proper approach to take. And let me ask you this. We're talking to Jay Ratliff um, about day trading. Um, how do you divorce yourself? Because I would, I would think that'd be a, that's a large part of your lesson plan is divorcing yourself from emotion in some way, shape, or form. Because everybody 
you know, if you got any competitive bone in your body, it's hard <laughs> right. to not just go, you know what, I'm going to show you. I'm going to hang around for a little bit, and I'm going to get that money back or whatnot. Cash out. But isn't that what you really have to do? You just have to look at it, analyze it, and go, okay, that I'm leaving that behind. Here's where I'm going in, and if it gets to such and such, I'm out. Now, it mm -hmm. seems to me that exactly what you're doing. You have to, right? because... One of the things that, that, that recently I've been really reminding my students on um, is the fact that uh, this is a business, and every business has risk management. And risk management says that we can tolerate this on risk. So the idea is that any given stock that you go after, depending on how much money you put on a particular stock, you have X amount that, you, that you're willing to accept as a loss, and that's it. So when a stock that we buy, like the ones I was going after today, I was willing to, I was going after a five, six, seven percent gain on the stocks that I was after. But if they dropped, and normally from where I'm at, they have to drop about nine to twelve percent, depending on the stock and the time of the day before I'm going to exit them. Uh, you have very clear-cut uh, boundaries, so it's a checklist. It's a matter of this is where I'm going to buy it, so I know immediately where I'm going to sell it, whether it goes up or goes down. And the fact that I've engaged 23 stocks and I've only had five go south on me, and most of them just cost me a, a few dollars, suggests that the checklist that I use is one that I've got a great deal of confidence in. So I'm okay. And I know some stocks are going to go rogue. And there's certain stocks that we absolutely, as far as a student group, will never chase under any circumstance. And a lot of times those are ones with a great deal of emotion. And Obviously, I can't go into the specifics of those, but when you've got a very clearly defined exchange-specific checklist that says this is where I'm going to engage these types of stocks, then that's what you follow. And it's the same due diligence that anyone would do if they're looking at a stock that they want to engage and, and hold for eight or ten years. It's the same thing that people do when they're looking at a long-term perspective. But, guys, I recognize from watching my trading through – the dot-com uh, you know, fiasco when we had the attacks of 9-11, the financial banking crisis in 2008, all the, the recessions and the recoveries and things that we've had since, that the market is going to do what it's going to do. But the idea that today somebody can tell me, well, gee, the market's always gone up because this is what's happened in the past. Call me a pessimist, but we have some challenges before us as a nation and, and, and from an economic standpoint oh, yeah. that we've never had before. So the idea of me looking back as you know, saying the market's always done this, therefore it will do it again, makes no sense to me because we've got a whole different set of dynamics ahead of us than what we've had before us. And it really bothers me because if I read a prospectus, guys, what does it say? Well, past performance is no indication of what the stock's going to do in the future, right? It's in everything that they, that's put out. But we're asked to accept that same premise on how the stock market is going to go over the next time, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Look, the nation's debt, how the, inter the economies are interconnected, things of this nature really concern me. Now, I'm not talking about a stock market crash, but I am saying that you've got to be very careful. And one of the things that I was really hoping uh, that we would learn as far as a lesson coming out of the pandemic is for people to have that backup plan. That may not be stocks. But for me it was, and for a lot of people it was, but the idea of having something in place so that if the rug gets pulled out from under you, you've got something as far as an additional revenue stream that you've got coming in. And I, I really would like to see more people work for themselves, whatever that might happen to be, on the side. Uh, that way they've got some control over their life. I, I, look, corporate America, I, I don't like. I've never liked it because of the fact that I've seen them chew up and spit out people without any regards to oh, them or their yeah. family.
And we've all seen it. And it's just, especially, I mean, I've heard from people that I've worked with in the media this month that have gotten the ax that have been around forever. And, but that's business. That's corporate business. If they can bring somebody in to do it cheaper, I don't care if you're an NFL player or if you're somebody that's on the radio every day. Corporate America is going to do that because that's how corporate America works. All right. Uh, with that, Jay, always fascinating, man. Yeah, As I always say that to you, we could talk about this for an hour or two. Well, uh, just but, caution is, is the main operative word, guys. I can't say that enough. Don't ever jump into something unless you have field tested it through and through and through and through because you simply can't take the chances because that's where all those horrific headlines come from. But always uh, always good to talk to both of you, and I really hope uh, you guys have a great Christmas. There's a lot we have to be thankful for. And the same to you, my friend. And people want to get involved and check out what you have to offer. What is it? Well, the, the business name is Day Trade Fund, uh, but they can also reach me through jratliff.com. But, guys, if they Google J. Ratliff stocks, there's going to be a bunch of stuff pop up. So people have no interest or no problem getting a hold of me. And if there's any questions and if there's any aviation questions, obviously use that same uh, route to, to get those to me because as quickly as my schedule will allow, I'll, I'll respond to each. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jay. Merry Take Christmas. Care, guys. There's uh, Jay Ratliff. I mean, again, I, I just find that stuff fascinating. And, the, and, and And you know as well as I do, the man basically does this for, what, tops two hours a day? Yeah, he gets up super early in the morning. Yeah. and his Free market stuff. And he market has the rest of the day. Boom, 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 boom. Make some money. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Sometimes as he get... said, though, not always. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sometimes it's hey. lost, but he's, uh, hey, I like that? his approach. Yeah, hey, look, it's it's all about emotion and keeping that in check is exactly what it is. Yep. We check in with traffic now. What is going on? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, Cincinnati's preferred neurosurgery experts, now seeing patients in Clifton, Westchester, Dayton, and Florence. Learn more at uchealth.com. Still about 50 minutes of stopping on 275 eastbound. Right after New Richmond, it's an accident. Stop and go from Alexandria Pike. That's a mess there with everybody on the scene. Earlier problem cleaned up on 7175 northbound between Buttermilk Pike and Dixie Highway, but still about uh, 15 minutes of stop and go from right around Burlington Pike. I'm Scott Bradley, uh, News Radio 700, WLW. There's Center 4 tonight. Clear skies 21 for tomorrow. Partly cloudy and 45. It is 43 now. News Radio 700 WLW. Warm your weary baseball bones next to our mighty hardball flame. Oh, yeah. During the Reds Hot Stove League. Tonight at 6 on 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. This report is sponsored by Miami Valley Gaming. Come to Miami Valley Gaming on New Year's Eve for the best party in town. Week. For rock and, you know, sometimes we just like to break down pop culture. <laughs> and, of course, we're not equipped to do such things. You know? What's I the mean, latest on TikTok? 
TikTok. Uh, Tinder. What is that thing? Uh, TikTok. What is that thing? All that stuff. Uh, Harry and Meghan, the Queen. She's Ooh. dead, right? Uh, Who are them the people? Is, I think the Queen is dead. Uh, and here to help us out, our good friend Rachel Elliott. And Rachel, always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. So what uh, we're... TikTok is currently in the in the midst of getting banned by the U.S. government because the government doesn't have anything better to do. But I think we're going to talk about the DC universe. Am See, I right? That, yes, we are. And I um, there for people who, who aren't comic people, the comics that are you know now being translated to movies, and that's always a big deal. Marvel has proved how big big of a business that is. DC has never been able to get it quite right with all their various weirdo projects. But now, yeah. uh, Rach, there uh, it's James Gunn, the guy who died. I know this. The guy who did all the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies and stuff is pretty much taking control of this. Yes. Yes, and uh, that's a great place to jump off because it's kind of accidentally the most boring component of what is going on in the collective dumpster fire that is the DC universe right now. But uh, James Gunn and his, uh, basically his film partner, Peter Saffron, took over as co-chairman and CEOs of something called DC Studios. That is a replacement for uh, DC Films. Uh, Warner Brothers deciding to make that switch in October. Some of the other projects that they've worked on, Suicide Squad and most recently Peacemaker. It was around that time that rumors started circulating that some of the projects that were already in the works, things like Wonder Woman 3 and the return of Henry Cavill as Superman, could potentially be on the chopping block, despite the fact that I think it was maybe a week or 10 days prior to uh, James and Peter taking over DC Studios that Henry Cavill announced that he would be leaving his hit series on Netflix, Witcher, in order to don the red cape yet again. Uh, Just last week, he announced on Instagram, of course, that he was fired from the franchise uh, James and Peter want to go with a younger storyline, leaving 39-year-old Henry Cavill out of the gig. Um, and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 3 is on ice. It is not going to happen. Despite the movie uh, being written and ready to go, it is done. It's not going to be made. What's been the response from uh, on, on social media from fans? Are they, are they mad or are they excited about that, that something good could happen here? Uh, I think a lot of fans were really excited when Henry Cavill announced back in October that he would be Superman again. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel like he's one of the better Supermans we've had in the last couple of decades. Uh, He really fit the character. He was about the role. He is himself actually like a comic nerd. So he had a passion for the project itself. And uh, I think a lot of people also wonder... Well, how many more times can we just reinvent the wheel for Superman? You had a Superman that was really typey for Superman. Uh, Do we really need another origin story of Superman? Do we really need to reset to when Superman's 21 again? Or do you want to see a mature Superman that is actually fighting the evils of the universe like he's intended to? So I think the fans that are uh, both hardcore in terms of DC Comics in uh, the movie sphere and also the actual comics themselves are pretty disappointed that they're not getting to see a mature Superman do mature Superman things uh, because somebody decided, oh, here's a great idea. Let's get a 21-year-old actor to be Superman. So yeah, so that's the way it's going to go, like like they've done with Spider-Man. Getting, you know, it seems yeah. like, they, you know, you get a young Spider-Man in there every 
whatever it is, five, seven years, yep. and just keep rotating sure. through those guys. So that's what they're going to try try to do with Superman. Right. And, it, you know, I think it's more of a, it, for people that are actually fans of the DC Universe, I think they've just been disappointed. Um, I would say probably starting around the time that Christian Bale was let go from the role of Batman. That's when... That's when things started to get uh, a little dicey, and the DC Universe has not been the same since. And Warner Brothers has been trying to do damage control since then, uh, and they've had some success, and they've had some real serious failures, and they have not been able to match what Marvel is doing with their output, with their characters. And, uh, you know, you kind of said that it's a little bit more comedic, it's a little bit different, and it is. You have these very high-gloss, superheroes that are really fun to watch in the Marvel universe. Everybody is just super polished. And then you have, if you watch Suicide Squad or Peacemaker, it's more like, uh, it's like superhero meets Beavis and Butthead kind of, right? It's, it, it's meant to be like raunchy comedy. It's a good way to put um, it. And does it translate? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I was never a big fan of uh, Ben Affleck being cast as Batman either. The most recent failure, though, that really facilitated this change from DC Films to DC Studios was uh, the movie that's never going to be seen, and that was the Batgirl movie. They made an entire Batgirl movie, cost DC Studios Films $90 million to make this, and it was so awful, according to Warner Brothers, that it could never be seen. They locked up... they, They deleted... They pretty much deleted all the footage of the movie that was outside of the studio and then locked any footage that was studio property away from even the people that made the film because they didn't want any of it to be leaked because it was that bad, according oh to gosh. Warner Brothers. And at that point, which I want to say it was around January, February of this year, they had this incident where they were like, we can't release this film. We really need to reboot the DC Universe. And, you know, 10, ten months later, roughly, here we are. Uh, do I think going after Wonder Woman and Henry Cavill are the best bets? No, because you're actually the most recent news that dropped yesterday afternoon is that Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot and uh, Henry Cavill, their roles in the upcoming Flash movie are going to be cut. And I'm not sure if you guys are aware about anything that's going on with the lead character in that movie, Ezra Miller. Oh, that guy's uh, a mess. That, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's been accused of grooming a 14-year-old child, oh, yeah. a 12-year-old child. He's accused of running a cult on his marijuana farm in Vermont. I mean, and they're still releasing this guy's movie, despite actual charges against him uh, surrounding, I, I want to say, three or four separate incidences of him attacking women. Not getting into bar fights with guys that might recognize him and say, you're that superhero dude, and be it, like, annoying, Right. Like, he's, he's been arrested for choking out a woman in a bar in Hawaii. And, you know, all these things, they're going to release his movie. But they're really concerned about making sure that Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill are not in the movie. What a mess. Well, I'll take Gal Gadot in any part she wants to play, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. I, I think she'll land on her feet. I think she's going to be okay, but still. Well, the uh, Marvel thing will keep churning on here. I know because I, I yeah, look, they've lost me a long time ago. I don't understand yeah, the do, multiverse like. thing and all that <laughs> stuff. And my my kids know that, you know, they can kind of follow it and stuff. But, hey, look, I grew up on Marvel Comics. I did. I knew Iron Man. I knew Thor. I knew Captain America. 
I knew the Avengers, but once it starts getting into, no, there's another Spider-Man came from the past. Now there's a cartoon yeah. Spider-Man. Look, yeah. I, I, I don't have time for it. <laughs> I need to be honest with you. It's hard to keep up. I mean, even me, I have a problem trying to keep up with the Marvel Universe because every four to six months there's a new movie and you have to watch the movie prior to make sure that you get the spoilers for the next movie. you got to watch a TV show. you got to watch a TV show to get the movie. And there's that, too, uh, now with Disney+. Plus. So it's it's. It's a lot. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of product to consume, but it's still successful, and that's why you have DC basically taking a torch to their inventory, trying to figure out a new way to reach audiences. I, I don't know if they're ever going to be able to, uh, you know, it, it's it's like superheroes. You have your regular superheroes, and then you have your wish order superheroes, right? Like the the bargain, and and that's what. DC seems to be working with. They've turned their properties into lesser properties just by mishandling them. And I don't know that putting all their eggs in the basket of James Gunn and Peter Safran are actually going to work out for them in the future. All right. With that, Rach, we'll let you go. Always a pleasure. Thanks for letting me be nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Rachel. You do it well. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right. uh, Our good friend, Rachel Elliott. Um, she she's one of those girls, uh, just a, adorable. You know, you see her and you don't realize she's a comic book nerd. She, she knows her stuff. She's just like a nerd nerd. <laughs> she can break down all of that. She stuff. broke it all down right there. We just had to ask her the question, and away she went. Anything you know, the reality show stuff, which I you know I'm uh, God not a fan at all. But you want to know something about Real Housewives or? You want to know about Harry and Meghan? There's your girl. She's all over it. I can't bring myself to watch the Harry and Meghan. I've got. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've kind of gotten back into Netflix over the last few weeks, and uh, I just can't bring myself to watch it. I just, I just think from what I've read, they just come across <laughs> as being real. <laughs> a whole. Yeah. Uh, we check Privilege. in with the yeah with the traffic now. What is going on? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, Cincinnati's preferred neurosurgery experts now seeing patients in Clifton, Westchester, Dayton, and Florence. Learn more at uchealth.com. A couple of spots to try to avoid if you can. About 20 minutes of delay time on 275 eastbound at the Ohio-Kentucky State Line. If you're doing some traveling already, getting an early jump on a two-right laser block because of an accident, here, stop and go there. It's also going to be a tie-up on 275 eastbound. Between Montgomery Road and Loveland, Madeira, about 17 to 20 minutes there with an accident. Left lane is blocked Hamilton Avenue, North Bend Road. Accident in that area as well. I'm Scott Bradley on News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Clear skies 21 for tomorrow. Partly cloudy and 45. It is 43 now. News Radio 700. WLW. Some heroes have hammers. Some turn green. Some wear skin-tight outfits that leave nothing to the imagination. But only one has the power to make your morning super. That's what I'm here to do. Mike McConnell. With a brain the size of Manhattan and a mega manly voice. Mike McConnell fills your morning with the latest news. Weather, traffic, sports, investment news, worldwide interviews, and his mighty McConnell wit. You know, it does seem kind of heroic, doesn't it? Mike McConnell. He makes your morning super. Tomorrow morning at 5 on 700 WLW. 
This report is sponsored by the Mark Moss Show podcast. The FTX crypto story continues and just wait until you hear what the regulators have in store next. I'm Mark Moss. 94.5 FM W233BG Cincinnati. So coming up here after the top of the hour, we've got our guy, just call him uh, Toy Steve because his last name is like Sobolem Namnyana. Uh, and he's enthusiastic about his job, and I started thinking about it, and that's when I, I was like, "Dude, you're like uh, your job is Tom Hanks in Big." Yep, plays with toys all day. That's what you do. You play with toys all day, and then you do your opinion on it. Pretty cool. Yeah, not bad. Live the dream, baby. Good work if you can get it. I reckon. Dang right. So that's pretty good work too. You know. Well, hey, look, you this, and I sit here talking about. This ain't the guy doing great work. It ain't, fa- it ain't factory work. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who I said that to not too long ago. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like working at the I go right. into their air conditioned studio and I sit there on my butt and talk. Talk. Guess what? I'm not I'm not shoveling or sweeping coal dust off of uh, boiler decks at the power plant. Correct. Uh, in other news. Now, this guy. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He, he's, he's lived, apparently, a life. This is also in Go Figure, England. A U.K. man has set a new narcotics world record after he consumed, over the course of 10 years... 40,000 hits of ecstasy. Wow. Now, I, having never done ecstasy, I don't know. I don't. It's kind of like, I know it whacks you out and all yeah. that stuff. It seems to me that would make you, uh, says a doctor, to our knowledge, this is the largest amount of ecstasy lifetime consumption ever described. I'd like to meet the guy who's slobbering on a corner who defeats that guy's record. <laughs> so is this a... A uh, prescription for this, or no, this so, is, okay, okay? I didn't think it no, was. This so is this sideways guy, drugs, man. So this guy then is he just he he has a a notepad and he keeps a check. Yeah, oh, yep, I club, write it down every time I've taken one. Guy. According to the report, the thirty-seven-year-old guy they call him Ravers. We're going all raves all week and whatnot. <laughs> took MDA MA heavily from ages twenty-one to thirty after getting ready, really into the club scene, also known as Molly. Uh, da, 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 da. The narrative, uh, the guy started off taking five tablets every weekend before upping his regimen to three and a half pills uh, a day for the next few years. Huh. Typical use is not every day and not the amount of tablets he was taking. It was extreme. His use was really, really high. You think? Amazing how he how, kept track of it. How do you function by walking around that high three a day all the freaking time i don't know i couldn't tell you well also 
that other other things that come along with with that drug. Now you know the rest of the Bill Cunningham story. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to be talking to our guy to, Toy Steve after our news right now. News Radio seven hundred WLW. Traffic and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Joe Dieters blasts a local judge, calls her ruling offensive. This is the 5 o'clock report. I'm Matt Reese. Breaking now. Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieters says his office is going to fight a judge's order for a new trial for Elwood Jones. Jones has been sitting on Ohio's death row after his conviction in 1995 for the murder of Rhoda Nathan at the Embassy Suites in Blue Ash. Jones worked there at the time. Nathan was a guest from New Jersey. Grandmother, who was in town for a bar mitzvah, she was beaten to death in her room. Hamilton County Judge Wendy Cross today said that prosecutors withheld evidence and she granted a new trial. Society wins not only when the guilty are convicted, but when criminal trials are fair. Our system of the administration of justice suffers when any accused is treated unfairly. This is the most profound, offensive, disappointing decision I've ever seen from the judiciary in this county. Joe Dieters with Bill Cunningham this afternoon expressing his outrage over the ruling by Judge Cross. They're alleging that we hid evidence. It is so offensive to think that Mark Pietmeyer and I would hide evidence. We would we would protect the real killer and put an innocent man on death row. Does, does anyone really believe that? If they do, they don't know me and they don't know Mark and they don't know my office. Dieter says that Jones has made 10 prior attempts to have his conviction overturned. This is the 11th try and it worked. And now Dieter says he is going to appeal the judge's decision. Now the latest traffic and weather together for your drive home this afternoon. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, Cincinnati's preferred neurosurgery experts, now seeing patients in Clifton, Westchester, Dayton, and Florence. Learn more at uchealth.com. About three or four minutes of delay time on 675 South. Right before 75, with an accident, left lane is blocked. Your stop and go from Highway 725. Police are working on it. You're also going to be jammed up a bit on 275 eastbound between Montgomery and Loveland, Madeira. Uh, 20 minutes of stop and go there with an accident. Left lane is blocked. You're on the brakes from 71. I'm Scott Bradley. That news radio 700 WLW. Now the latest forecast from the Advanced Industry Weather Center. Ever wonder what visiting the dentist without fear would feel like? Learn about the advanced industry difference at nofeardentist.com. For tonight, fair skies, a morning low of 22. Wednesday, partly to mostly cloudy and a high of 44. At night, generally cloudy and a low of 33. Thursday, rain. Then Friday, high winds, light snow, and wind chills to 20 below. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning. Chief Meteorologist Steve Raleigh. News Radio 700 WLW. Temperature right now, 47 degrees in Cincinnati. Latest on that Amber 
alert we've been telling you about came out of Columbus earlier today. Police looking for one of two five-month-old twins who were inside of a car that had been ripped off from a Donato's Pizza in the short north neighborhood of Columbus. One of the twins has since been found at the Dayton International Airport, a parking lot there. The other child is still missing. Thank you for returning Kair. You've already shown us you can do the right thing. You can return him to any safe location, fire department, hospital, shopping center, any public place where someone will find the baby. Columbus Police Chief Elaine Wright making a public appeal in a news conference earlier this afternoon. The mother of Kason and Kyer Thomas had walked into that Donato's about 9.45 last night for a DoorDash pickup. As she turned around, her four-door black 2010 Honda Accord was missing, has no front bumper, temporary tag, on the rear and a bumper sticker reading West Side City Toys. The children were inside at the time. The suspect is a woman identified now as 24-year-old Nala Jackson. Teresa Fiji, formally introduced as the new police chief of the city of Cincinnati by the city manager and the mayor earlier today. Under my leadership, I will create an environment that allows you to thrive, taps into your talents and potential, and inspires you to embrace the communities we protect and serve. Chief Fiji was interim chief since last February. She won the appointment over three other finalists, two from out of town, one from within CPD. CNBC reporting that Elon Musk is searching for a replacement as Twitter CEO. Almost 60% of people who took part in a poll over the weekend, these were users of Twitter, voted for Musk to resign. Delta Airlines is going to begin offering free internet for a portion of its fleet early next year and then eventually will roll it out everywhere. Delta first tested free internet back in 2019. Let's check Wall Street for the day. At the close, the Dow was up 93 points, S&P 500 up four, and the NASDAQ up one point. 5.06, we check in with Bill Dennison. 700 WLW. Sports. Here's a Reds update. It's a tribute to the late Tom Browning tonight on the Reds Hot Stove League starting at 6.05 right here on 700 WLW. Among the special guests are Barry Larkin and Joe Oliver. College basketball tonight. Big East battle at Cintas Center. Seton Hall and Xavier. 8.05 right here on 700 WLW. Soccer FC Cincinnati's 2023 schedule is out. FCC will open at home for the first time ever against the Houston Dynamo on Saturday, February 25th. Home to Seattle on Saturday, March 11th. Away at Expansion St. Lewis on Saturday, April the 15th. Hell is real. Home to Columbus Saturday, May 20th. And at Columbus, August 20th. Bill Dennison, 700 WLW Sports. 530 is our next news. I'm Matt Reese, News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by the Our American Stories podcast. Did you know that there's a Christmas tradition that started in a gas station? Well, it's the Hess Toy Trucks. And it's been around for nearly half a century. We'll bring you their story. Jason from How we doing? Inquire, Cincinnati.com. Wondering about toys, big guy. It's that time of year. Now, your kids are still toy age-ish, right? Uh, my youngest one is. He's I six. Say, but uh, I was just younger. talking to my wife about this last night. I'm like, you know, we feel like we're at that age now where the 10-year-old, you kind of give them more experience types of things for uh, as gifts. You know, tickets to games, uh, you know, or yeah, yeah. things around town, entertainment things. Well, we're getting up uh, next to it here, 
and there, there's a lot going on with the toy industry, and I, I love talking to this guy about it because he has the job that we all want as being a professional toy play with her. <laughs> Steve, Steve Starobinski, welcome back to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And same Merry to Christmas, you, buddy. Steve. And uh, I was saying earlier, for uh, I'm sure people have said this to you before, you, you basically have Tom Hanks' job in big, where they give you toys and you go, huh, this is kind of cool. Maybe not. Yeah. You know what's really fun is, I, you know, I immigrated to this country when I was six in uh, 91 and I got into the toy business when I was in high school and it took me, you know, I heard about this movie big for a while, but I watched it probably when I was 30, 31 for the first time (laughs) and it all clicked in. I was like, this is exactly my job. I literally look at toys and pretend like I'm nine and see if they're going to sell or not. Like, is it fun? Is it not? Why would people play with a building? You know, the, the classic line that still rings true today. Like, what you see in big happens every single day in, a, in an industry that is almost, that is over $20 billion in the U.S. alone. There are meetings with professionals that talk about play and will something, you know, will a building, can it transform into something or should we make it, you know, cute and cuddly? Those meetings happen every day and they're a lot of fun, I must admit. So are you, you in a warehouse, an office? Like what, what is your surrounding like? Do you, you get these toy companies send you the toys and then you check them out? Like is it at your house or an office? Yeah, yeah. So I live in Austin, Texas, and uh, I do have an office. I also have a home office where uh, I do a lot of toy testing. But most of my most of my job before the pandemic was at trade shows. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I would go, I would travel about 120 to 140,000 miles a year. I'd be gone about 100 nights a year. And I would go to every single trade show that involved the industry of play. So New York Toy Fair, New, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, Tokyo Toy Fair, the Nuremberg uh, Toy Fair in Germany, the Surf Show, CES, Houseware Show in Chicago. I, I, I was the trade show guy, you know, that, and then I, the way I kind of created this expertise brand um, was because I would write these uh, a blog after every trade show I would go to, and I would organize the trends that I saw kind of helping buyers at, at different retailers understand and, and organize information. I was kind of their eyes and ears to a lot of shows that they couldn't go to. And and it proved to be a really good jump off point for me as kind of like a, a trend reporter on, on the business of play. Mm-hmm. So uh, Steve, as far as toys go, and it's been real hard, I'm sure for retailers, 
excuse me, to organize and figure out, you know, with supply chain and all that stuff. How has that affected the industry this year? Because I got the impression that a lot of these retailers, the major guys, your Walmarts and et cetera, Target and all, have uh, not vastly overordered, but definitely overordered to make sure they got their product. Yeah, guys, it's a pretty complicated 12-month scenario that has resulted in where we are today in the toy business. What I mean by that is last Christmas, we all remember the horror stories of all those boats stuck outside of Long Beach and and the the storyline of, you know, everything being out of stock and empty shelves. Well, those containers eventually landed. And most of them missed Christmas. So you had this huge kind of log jam that occurred where toys that specifically were engineered for Christmas sales, AKA $100 or more, landing at a time when consumers had no interest in buying anything that expensive, which delayed spring orders, which delayed summer orders, which created this huge backlog and Ultimately, here we are today where the consumer has waited to be last second. I've been in the toy business for 22 years. There has never been, and I'm tracking the numbers week to week, there has, never, there has not been a Christmas that has come this late. The exponential lift of Christmas sales at retail usually begins in late October. By November, you see a 2X, a 3X lift, you know, heading into Black Friday. And then by December, you usually see a 5X. Some brands see a 10X lift because 80% of the toy business is done in the last six weeks out of the year. Like, that's how big of a deal Santa is. So this year, because there was no storyline of goods not being able to meet supply, or, or demand rather, because there was no storyline of the hot toy of the year. There wasn't this sense of urgency. In fact, the only storyline was that, hey, retailers are overstocked. Hey, you know, you might be able to get deals later on in the season. Hey, you know, you know, Christmas is here, but like you can wait. You know, and and now we're the week before Christmas, while I mean, Amazon and most vendor direct websites cannot deliver by Christmas. Do not shop on Amazon. You will not get your stuff. So you have to go to your local Walmart, Target, Bass Pro, you know, Shields. Um, uh, Another great place is look up your local specialty toy store. There's an organization called Astra, Association of Specialty Toy Retailers of America. There's about 1,500 great specialty toy stores in America, and you can find one, and they will recommend some stuff for you. You will love it. But with that said, Walmart, Target, especially Walmart, they, they seem to be a little bit more prepared. Target is, is seeming a little bit picked over. And because Saturday or because us, um, Christmas happens to fall on Sunday, Saturday, Christmas Eve, I speculate maybe the biggest, not only will be the biggest shopping day of the year, but I'm speculating that it might be bigger than the rest of December combined. Like that's how last minute 
the oh consumer God. is this year. Steve, there's not a, like you said, there's not a big, like, there's not a tickle me Elmo type of, like, you know, one big or two just big storylines of a must-have toy this year, it seems. I know there are some must-haves, but there's not that one that's been really super hyped. Why yeah, is that? Yeah, that's in, that's, well, again, uh, I'll give you the long answer, and I'll give you a couple of recommendations. Because there are some really special products on the market today, right now, like after listening to this show, go and get. Um, but the longer answer is because during COVID, no one innovated. Everybody was scared. Everybody pulled back their product development. Everybody pulled their consumer research. Nobody was inspired. It, it, everything, and the, and, the, and the toy, and most cons product, consumer products gives, but especially toys, they're in about an 18 to 24 months life cycle. So things that are being worked on today at like a Mattel will not be out until Christmas 2024. Like that's how far out some of these concepts start. Jeez. So think about that. This year is like the culmination of the lack of innovation by toy manufacturers during the pandemic. This is the year. Next year, lots of cool stuff coming from the big guys, huh. I assume. But for now, the toys that are, that are unbelievable, the, the roses that grew out of concrete are, I'll give you two recommendations and they have a common theme. The trend of the year are toys that get your kids off of their screens. And my number one pick is a brand from Austin, actually, called Gel Blaster. And I heard your co-host talk about that 10-year-old yeah. kid that is impossible to shop for. They are kind of out of toys altogether. The toy industry has faced this issue for about 20 years with video games and fashion and now especially sneaker culture, taking that child outside of the toy business entirely. Gel Blaster is a new blaster system that shoots eco-friendly water pellets, gel pellets called gelets, full auto, 800 rounds per hopper. It's, it's like paintball without the mess. They just, they burst on contact and evaporate. You never have to pick up another foam dart ever, ever again. It is a magnificent product that even has a glow-in-the-dark version that makes it look like you are firing tracer rounds. It makes you, you are inside of Star Wars or Halo. It is incredible. And, and dads will love it just as much as that impossible-to-shop for 10-year-olds. Wow. And uh, you mentioned two. What was the other one? The second one is a company out of Germany. They launched about five years ago and then came to the U.S., two years ago, and this is their very first Christmas uh, where their product is available at mass like Target and Meyer and others. Um, and Tony's is a two to five year old screen-free Bluetooth kids speaker. And this speaker is activated by figurines that have an RFID chip in them that the child places on the speaker and it starts telling them the story. Oh. 
It is screen-free storytelling that uses all of the best parts of technology and yet makes it in this wholesome, evergreen perspective that because when kids, and, and I'm a new dad, like my three-month-old, when I walk by the TV, I just see his, uh, like, he, the information that's hitting his face and brain. It's just so engaging. So when kids are watching YouTube, you kind of see this infinite stare because they are tuned out. When they are listening to audio, kids are tuned in and they're working out their imagination. They're, they are creating worlds in their heads. And, and, and that, that creative exercise is something that, you know, this digital native generation doesn't necessarily have as much opportunity. Parents are yearning for this balance between tech and, and off-screen play. And I'm a technologist myself. I am not here to tell you you should keep your kids off of screens entirely or, or video games are bad. I disagree. I think they're amazing. But what is very clear to me post-pandemic is that balance, is that discipline is a good thing. Discipline gives you a lot more th than you can ever realize as a child. And, and there are ways that you can, you can enforce it without making it sound like you are, you know, you're shoving it down their throat. Like, hey, right. don't watch those, you know, don't watch YouTube for blah, blah, blah. Instead, you got to give them options. Like when you put a gel blaster in a kid's hand who, does, who doesn't want to do anything except watch YouTube and play Fortnite, that kid will choose a gel blaster and go outside and get grass stains on their pants again. Like it, it, we, we need that kind of engagement from our toys to have a chance to compete against the ultra-engaging content made by behavioral scientists on some of these YouTubes and mobile games, right. you know, that, that, that exist today. All right. With that, Steve, we will let you go, buddy. It's uh, so entertaining and so much great information. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Happy Steve. holidays. Christmas. And same to you, uh, Steve uh, Starobinski. Toy Steve. The greatest job of all time. We check in with traffic now. What is going on? Better use the Gardner Neuroscience Institute. Cincinnati's preferred neurosurgery experts now seeing patients in Clifton, Westchester, Dayton, and Florence. Learn more at uchealth.com. Big giant closure between Cincinnati and Dayton. If you're going this way, 75 north and south closed in both directions between Monroe and 122. There's a multi-vehicle accident involving a semi. You could jump on 741 Union Road or maybe Sunday Road in one spot. But again, 71 or 75 north and south between Monroe and 122 between uh, Cincinnati and Dayton. You've got that completely shut down in both directions. I'm Scott Bradley, News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Clear skies 21 for tomorrow. Partly cloudy and 45. It is 43 now. News Radio 700 WLW. Hey, kids, it's time for another story from Uncle Willie's Big Book of Great Americans. Today, it's George Harding. In 1960, George was issued the first patent for a polyethylene portable restroom, a porta potty, because of his vision. All right, back with Eddie and Jason Williams in for Rocky today. One more day tomorrow, right, Jason? We're. Uh... One more day, you and I, and then I'm in with uh, Dan Carroll on Friday. Bingo, and I'll be uh, in the North Pole, getting uh, <laughs> prepping up up there. <laughs> or Boise. So uh, our, uh, our 
our good friend Alex Stone from ABC. And, and Alex, you're a California, you're a, well, I don't know, a native, but I know you live there now. Earthquakes, um, is it something you just get used to? Like, you know, tornado warnings here in the Midwest, or does it always surprise you? You know, I think it always surprises you. Yeah, I'm a native. I uh, I lived in Colorado for uh, a fair amount of time, but uh, but then came back, uh, but grew up in, in California. And, yeah, I, I, like the last time we probably had a noticeable one was, I don't know, four or five years ago in uh, in the L.A. area. So it's not like they're, they're happening constantly. The one today in uh, Northern California in Humboldt County, they had one to the day a year ago. It was December 20th of 2021 that they had a powerful earthquake a 6.2 and today a 6.4 so uh they've had a, a big one not that long ago but um yeah i mean I, you remember the big ones i remember 1989 the loma prieta quake because uh, i grew up in the bay area and uh, that's when the world series was underway uh, yeah. remember the, mm-hmm. the remember. NBA's and the giants and uh, the broadcast fuzzing out and they were off the air and i mean that one i remember i was nine years old in 1989 and uh, my parents uh, came running in, and I remember everybody ducking and covering that one. You know, you, you do the duck and cover drills in school growing up all the time. Um, and then, you know, there's little ones here and there where you kind of look around and go, ooh, that was an earthquake. And then you always wonder, is something bigger coming, or did I just feel the end of, like, you know, 200 miles away where it just obliterated everything? So you always kind of have that moment of, what is this? How long is it going to go? Do I have vertigo right now, or is that an earthquake? Um, and it's just something you kind of live with in California. And and the one today, 6.4 magnitude uh, earthquake uh, in Humboldt County. That's pretty big. Is, yeah, what, can you put that yeah, in perspective? That, 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 yeah, that's a, that's a very big one uh, where, I mean, it was violent shaking today. We know two people are dead. Uh, oh, 11 no. are injured. And that number has been going up through the day as people go in to get medical care and go into to urgent care clinics pretty remote area in Humboldt County uh, uh, toward the Oregon border, um, about four hours north of, of San Francisco. Um, but here, we're, we're hearing uh, this guy named Monk. He woke him up. He said he was really violent. People are driving around looking, checking on their neighbors. Uh, people are plugging their hybrids into their houses uh, if they can to power their houses. Because they've got no power right now. This has been a day of driving around. Uh, but uh, he says that it was really violent as he was laying in bed. Things were falling. This is Ginger Parker. She just told us standing in front of her crumbled chimney inside of her home, all the, the brick, everything has crumbled down, uh, what it was like for her. We were woke up by an aggressive earthquake and a big roar and things falling off the wall, hitting us on the head, and um, just a lot of loud noises. Yeah, when it does strike, it is really loud. You always, you know, you're sitting on the couch, and in this case, most people were in bed at 2.30 in the morning. And a lot of times, first thing you'll hear is the rumbling noise and think, what the heck is that? Is there a trash truck out front? And then everything begins to shake and you realize what's going on. Um, And usually, and they're experiencing this right now, but usually when there is a big earthquake, the aftershocks last for many days. I remember being in Japan after Fukushima and covering that, and those were big aftershocks that, I mean, they were full-on earthquakes happening constantly. And then Ridgecrest, California, a couple of years ago, I want to say it was like a 7.2 out in the desert. Uh, when we were covering that one, every few minutes, the ground would start vibrating for a couple of days after that. We were standing in the hospital parking lot as people were going in there injured, and the ground just kept vibrating. And so you kind of, they're dealing with that right now. There have been 80 sizable aftershocks today, and 
likely that's going to go on for a few more days. So when these things happen, and I mean, do you do you panic at all? Because I had a, a friend of mine, it was in L.A. on a business meeting, and they're in a high-rise kind of a situation, kind of a meeting room, boardroom, whatever you want to call it, and uh, it starts to shake and stuff, and he's freaking out. He's going, he's running for the stairway. He's going to get down onto the street and just, you know, get the hell out of there. And he goes, basically, those guys all just sit around looking at their phones, and a couple of them walked over and just stood in the doorway, or, you know, the door jam or whatever, and that was like, whatever, man, don't freak out. Yeah, I mean, that's what they teach us to do in school when you grow up. They teach you to duck and cover, and if you don't have a, a desk to get under, then to stand in the, the door jam. Um, you know, I think it, it depends on how big it is. If you just kind of feel a little rumble, you think, oh, that was crazy. If things are swaying and falling off the walls and – yeah, I mean, then I think most people would uh, kind of freak out. And if you're in a high-rise or, like, in our news bureau, um, they're built on rollers so that they do give a little ways. You know, I mean, think of giant rollers under the building. Uh, yeah. Um, so they do, they do sway a lot more, but that's so the building doesn't crumble. So buildings that have been reinforced to do that, you're going to get more shaking and swaying um, than you might at, at home or somewhere else where they don't have that feature. When you go to malls in California, the floor is always vibrating because they've built it to give and have a little bit of, of uh, lag uh, you know, to it so it, can, it would move kind of like a river moving up and down the, the second floor. When my wife goes to a mall, she gets motion sickness, and if we're on the second floor and a California mall, she always goes, I can't stand here. Like, you can feel it moving like a, a river as you're standing on it because they have to make sure that it's got uh, give in it. So. You know, there's just certain things that you learn to live with in the, the buildings in California. And uh, every few years, the building shakes, and uh, you hope it wasn't the big one. All right. With that, Alex, we will let you go, buddy. Um, you know, keep your head down out there. <laughs> you got it. Sounds good. Later, guys. All Thanks, right, Alex. Uh, Alex Stone, ABC News. And I'm sorry, no, thank you. No, thank you. Like and the thing is, there's no warning. Unlike like a hurricane or a tornado, typically there's a warning. But on an earthquake, it doesn't doesn't sound like there's any kind of a warning. Uh, no. It just um happens. It just happens. Like you said, the rumble happens, and, <laughs> and all of a sudden things are down. Yes. No thanks. All right, uh, Jason. In other news. Outside of volcanoes and earthquakes and uh, all that stuff, but uh, let me before we uh, before I move on here, what's the worst natural event you've ever been a part of? Oh, uh, I was counseling a YMCA camp out in Felicity, which I believe is that Brown County, Claremont County. When I was in college, I was a senior in college. It was like a YMCA camp out there. And we're all in, uh, it was kids from Cincinnati that came out during the summer. And, you know, we knew there was a storm coming. We just thought, you know, but we're all in like the, whatever, the cafeteria activity building. And, you know, we're doing our thing. And all of a sudden, like some local farmer from down the road comes running in. And, you know, there's a couple hundred kids there. Right. And like, is everyone okay? Is everyone okay? We're like. Yeah, we're we're great. We're having a good time. Why? What's going on? A tornado just went right over top of you guys. Wow. The count we all walk out 
and like there's a big it's it's in a wooded area and there's a big middle field and there is debris there's family pictures of wow uh, it was this was 19 i believe this yeah this was summer of 1997 and i don't remember i don't recall like if it was a, you know a deadly tornado or one that injured anyone but i just remember like big chunks of insulation from houses like we don't sure. know where cuz this is a big you know big 100 acre type of camp ground but i remember like you know there's family pictures and just all kinds of other trash just strewn across this this big That's you know insane, big like man. sports field yeah so yeah, that was the that was the one time I'm like because that's I I remember back in when the I was obviously I was a kid in Dayton when the tornadoes in Xenia happened yeah. and we weren't all that far away from Xenia those I mean, yeah and you still twenty miles say but nonetheless so there was obviously weather around everywhere and I just remember our we just had a little slab porch on the front of the mm-hmm. house. And I just remember that t- the little roof that my old man had put over the top of it ended up way over mm-hmm. there someplace. I yeah. mean, there was stuff, there were branches, stuff flying everywhere. Did you have to like go in the basement? Was it? Uh, we didn't have a basement, okay. son. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of duck and covered and hope for the best. That's about the size of it. Would you? Do you have like the radio on that was kind of? Oh yeah, up yeah, 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 sure. yeah. No, we knew we we knew there was a lot going on around us, and we're listening to the radio and stuff. But you had no. It's not like now, where they can look at radar on mm-hmm. TV and tell you, yeah, it's going to hit such and such street at twenty five four fifteen yeah. right now. You know, whatever the case might be. So, yeah. let me uh, ask you this uh, Christmas situation here, Jace. Um, this is uh, going on in uh, in England. This mom she's retired her husband's passed and um she still wants to cook dinner for the whole family but what she's doing is the uh, mom of five and grandma of six is charging adult family members 18 dollars for the meal her uh 12 year old and nine year old grandchildren have to pay about six dollars and her two three-year-old grandchildren are being charged Three dollars. She charges the adult women less because they have families and work. I log into my bank account and check who has made their Christmas dinner payment in November. Once my naughty and nice uh, list is done, I do a quick ring around chasing my delinquent depositors and remind them to meet their payment date of December 1st. Now, let me ask you something. If your mom said, hey, I'm making dinner. But you got you got to pay up twenty bucks. Are you going to tell mom to go uh, suck an egg, or what exactly are you going to say to mom? That's a great question because now you think about it, especially like for this lady in England, like that's a huge family and that's a huge expense for her to take sure. on all. Oh of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. She's on so like I, I, British I, Social Security. So I think I think if my mom were to say that, I would say, why don't we just bring? Something you know, which we usually do anyway. Everybody kind of chips in and brings a dish. Or, well, yeah, you do cover dish. I mean, we've actually thing. with my in-laws before. We've chipped in on the like the turkey at Thanksgiving, and you know, we, you know, buy a big turkey and like, oh, we'll go halvesies on it, and whoever yeah, yeah. I don't know who fixes or whatever. But that's kind of funny though to think like you're actually charging people like it's a restaurant. 
Right, exactly. I mean, and I, she's I just, got set prices. Hey, hey, mom, check this out. I'll just pay for us to go to, I don't know, whatever the place is that's got the Christmas buffet down the road. Exactly. We'll go to Red Lobster and it'll be cheaper. Oh, Golden Corral. Um, like many moms and grandmas who've always made Christmas dinner, I couldn't bear the cost of buying all the gifts and paying for the entire meal. I was worried that I'd spend the new year paying it all off again. So, you know, maybe it's time for our kids to just like pony up and go, hey, mom, apparently times are tough. Yeah. Here's a uh, hundred bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Take care of it. Right. Or, you know what, you're going to, you're, you're buying the ham and everyone else is going to gonna bring a dish. We're going to bring we're potatoes. Gonna we're going to bring bread. We're going to bring salad. We're right. going to do this, that, and the other. Yep. Well, that's what's going seems, on in England. Seems like uh, maybe an easy solution there. Well, I'm going to pass the uh, hat around my uh, dinner table with my boys in from out of town. See how much you make on that one, pal. E- exactly. Uh, that shrimp cocktail, you know, that's $9. Jack, Jack's going to uh, reach right. his pocket and, right. eh, sorry, Pop. Uh, tip your servers. Uh, we check in with traffic now. What is going on? Like many of you, I do a ton of driving, which is not ideal with gas prices, so high. Woody Sander Ford put me in a fuel-efficient Ford Escape that still has enough seating for Kelly and our three boys. Check them out, WoodySanderFord.com. Yep, they got them. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.